I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Ah, uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is the AEW Dynamite After Buzz TV After Show, and have we got a show for you. We've got crowds in the arena, we've got Orange Cassidy coming out, and as always, we got the Elite of the Week, but before we get started, let me introduce to you the amazing panel I get to work with today. Up First, you know him as the enforcer of the show. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it for Josh Alonzo. How you What's doing, Josh? Up? I'm doing pretty well. What's up? Every I'm just glad to be back. It's been a while. I've had a little bit of a hiatus, but I'm glad to be back with some fresh new faces. I can't wait to have a great discussion, especially tonight. Awesome episode. Was the enforcer, you're going to have to make sure they know their place. Beat them up a little bit. Uh, we also have with us today, she is the indie darling herself. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it for Anissa Barr. Hi. It's going to be an interesting episode, but it was a good show. I enjoyed it. And with us as well, he is the host of the Believe in NXT show. Let's hear it for Cedric Welton. How you doing, Cedric? Going awesome. Thanks for having me again, guys. We had a good show to talk about, so let's just let's dive in. Let's get into it. And he is 50% Mark, 50% kayfabe, and 100% wrestling. That's right. It's 200% Sean McHugh. How you doing, Sean? Hey, hey, yes, I, I am 200%, and I'm 200% excited to talk about this episode. And I am your benevolent host. They call me Fancy Jack Farmer. And we've got all sorts of stuff to talk about. It's the last Dynamite before we get into the two-week event. We're calling Fighter Fest. What did you guys think of this show overall? Let's go ahead and start with you, Josh, since you've uh, been away for a little bit. Overall, I've been catching up with everything in previous weeks. I've been super stoked with everything leading up to Fighter Fest, especially since it's going to be a two-day event. It's going to be an awesome, awesome time. Um, is it going to be better than the two-day WrestleMania? We'll wait and see and everything, how that turns out. But the way the cards is looking stacked up, it's looking great. And tonight's show, awesome overall. Can't wait to see the progression more of Brian Cage, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. Yeah, Anissa, do you agree? Sure, yeah. I mean, I, I'm excited for the matches. I mean, they just added a new match tonight, and I'm pretty stoked. Cedric, were you bummed out by this episode, or did you love it? No, I'm not bummed out at all. I actually liked it. I like that they continued on with the theme, with the tag team wrestling. Got to see the new tag team in action tonight. And I love the backstage promo with the best friends versus um, Omega and Paige, too. I think all that's going to blow up at Fire Press. I'm going to love it. Totally agree. And Sean, you're the uh, you get the last word on overall thoughts. What would you think? Yeah, no, it's a good, good episode. I mean, we finally get to see two big men really go at it, which I, I thought was awesome. You know, you really get let these guys unleash on each other. Um, and then FTR, I say that cash, he's looking trimmer these days. Looking he, good. He is. I always say those two are the perfect example of guys that like in wrestling, you're like, oh, they're whatever. But if you saw him at the grocery store, you'd be like, man, that guy's huge. Uh, <laughs> and you're right. We had some good old beef slapping early on in the show today. But yeah, I just want to say overall, lots of stuff going on in the world. Uh, Tony Khan addressed a lot of different things on Twitter. Uh, lots of things happening. We'll kind of talk about those as we go through the show. But I want to start with the end. We ended the show 
with Chris Jericho talking to Orange Cassidy, something I think a lot of us five years ago never would have thought we would have seen <laughs> happening. And something that stuck out to me is, is Jericho. When he was on the microphone, I always say great promos aren't just a list of put downs, but they're things that really weave in what we're all thinking and things that are true and make a, a kind of a coherent story. Uh, Cedric, I want to start with you. How would you rate this promo and how this ended the go-home show before Fighter Fest? Uh, styles make fights, and I think Jericho is the king at putting people over. So by tearing Cassidy down, but also giving us some tea leaves as to why he's so popular, I think he did a perfect job of it. And now we're excited for the fight. We're excited to see this uh, energized Orange Cassidy actually works. We all know that he can actually work. We know the lazy thing is just a stick, but... Jericho's mic work made this feel like a main event. Yeah, I loved his, uh, yeah, he's lazy. You guys know what I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I want to go to you, Sean, here. I thought the perfect response that Orange Cassidy could have given Chris Jericho in this moment was to kick him in the shins. I want to ask you, are you a believer in Orange Cassidy? Uh, I, I think I am. Like, especially after this, this fight that we had tonight, uh, this guy could go and he can take a, a hit with a cut and keep going. Like he didn't even flinch at that, that cut ear or whatever happened there. Um, I love that he did. I mean, that's exactly what we all wanted him to do. And I just got to say, I agree hundred percent with Cedric. Nobody can put somebody over better than Jericho by tearing them down. He's so good at that. Like people have no idea, like the level that Jericho is at with his promos. You know, he is, he is, nobody comes near him. And, you know, uh, yeah, sure, Jericho doesn't look as great as he used to, but it doesn't matter, man. It just doesn't matter. And I, I, I think I'm a fan now of Orange Cassidy. Yeah, I've always said, if you go back to the people that Jericho has feuded with over the past year, every single one of them feels like they're a future world title contender after dusting it up with him. Anissa, you and Orange Cassidy go way, way back. So I want to ask you this. He's closing out a show. He's going one-on-one -on, -one on the microphone with one of the best of all time. Is this the big moment where Orange Cassidy finally gets to the top of the mountain and solidifies himself as a main eventer or is this just kind of a, a little little bump in the road for him as far as a little pop in insignificance on the show oh, is this permanent or is this just for right now i mean i have noticed with aew how they always bring up a, a guy and they bring him up to the top and we've seen it with lance archer we've seen it with you know mjf they bring him to the top and then Later on, a week or two later, they're back on the bottom. Same with Darby Allen, where he went to go face Cody Rhodes, you know, all those great matches. And now here we are with certain wrestlers where they're now at the bottom. So you think this is just temporary? You think he's going to go back down to uh, being sort of a semi-manager, semi-wrestler after this? Yeah, I mean, I, sadly, that's my opinion. But, you know, I don't want it to be. But I, I'm noticing... AEW is now having certain people face top guys and then they're putting them back to like the bottom. So Josh, I want to take us to the future. I want to time travel with you. We're now double or nothing 2023. Can you see Orange Cassidy holding that world title main eventing that show? I, as much as I want to be hopeful, I don't think so. And he just, 
to me, Orange Cassidy seems more like an enhancement talent and more like like what Anissa said, more of a managerial role, just pretty much like a mascot in a sense. Mm. I know he is capable. He's a f- great wrestler, phenomenal talent. We've seen his past matches and everything. He's super great. Do I see him as a main eventer? Absolutely not. I see him more as a mid-card type of guy, maybe even going for the tag team championships. But who knows? Maybe some... 2023 2025 hey who knows might be a future world champion but well we have to just wait and see on paper i keep wanting to agree with that comment but every time i see orange cassidy i am grinning from ear to ear <laughs> i love watching that guy perform uh now I can in- see Cass having that daniel bryan effect if no lie yeah i, I could, could I yeah. that's totally true see that that's true. I've never seen him not get reactions. I feel like even the even the 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 phony crowds that we have right now, you can they feel more alive when Orange Cassidy's in there, right, Cedric? Right. Like he just he just has it, and you can't teach that. And he can work. We always think he can work. Um, he's a smallish guy, and sometimes, and that's really what's in now. As long as he can put on a good match, you give him the right dance partners. I don't see why he couldn't be AEW's like version of Daniel Bryan. Him and Peter Avalon had a really fun match on AEW Dark last night. I don't know if you guys are tuning into Dark, but if you're not, you're only getting half the story. You definitely should check it out. Uh, I want to go with you guys. They have a, uh, I don't know if it's going to be next week that this match happens or the following week. I think they teased it or put it up on a graphic somewhere, but I want to get your predictions. Let's, let's go down the line. Sean first, Jericho or Orange Cassidy? Who's winning? Wow, this is tough because... You know, you know, Jericho's not afraid to lose, which is why I love him. Um, but I feel like I feel like inner circle is just not gonna let that happen. And you know, obviously best friends might get involved as well. Maybe it's like a disqualification, you know, maybe we don't get a real winner. Um I don't that's kind of what I'm thinking. I don't think we get like a real winner for this match. Now, to be fair, I don't believe there has been any uh no no finish winners or or DQs. I think there's always been a uh a person with their hand raised at the end of the night. Do you think this okay. could be the, the first one? Okay. No, I mean, that, that's, that's fair. I'm just saying, I don't think it's going to be a clean cut pin victory. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Okay. Well, that's fair. I don't think Jericho is going to get a, a clean win anytime soon. I think that's his, uh, that's his whole shtick, but Cedric, how about you? Who's winning this one? I got Jericho by submission. Jericho. Mm. Uh, ooh, by a lion tamer. I'm a lion tamer guy. I don't call it the walls of Jericho. <laughs> <laughs> Jericho by submission, but that doesn't mean the feud's going to be over. Yeah. But I think no. he wins this one. Yeah. Josh Alonzo, how do you feel? Who's winning this one? I am actually going to go the opposite, but I'm going to say Orange Cassidy, Orange Cassidy via shenanigans. Via shenanigans. And Anissa Barr, is uh, Orange Cassidy going to get the upset here, or is Jericho going to win it? Um, I go for Orange Cassidy. I think he's going to win it. I don't care how he wins it, as long as he wins. Listen, I always feel like I don't believe in Orange Cassidy, but he always makes me smile. But at the end of the day, I'm an inner circle guy. I always got to go with my guy, Jericho. <laughs> he's going to find a way to win. He's he's my boy. I've been cheering for him since he was on Nitro listing off Dean Malenko's moves. And <laughs> I am not going to give up on him now. Uh, speaking of not giving up, this channel doesn't give up. And uh, Josh, why don't you go ahead and let everyone know where they can watch shows like us. I don't know how I could follow up that smooth of a transition, but I'm going to give it my best (laughs) shot right here. Thank you guys so much for supporting us. 
even throughout all these hectic times and everything, thank you so much for just tuning in to watching us each and every week. But we don't just only do wrestling. We also do sci-fi. We also do drama. We also do comedy. Heck, whatever you look for, we got it here at AfterBuzz TV. So click that subscribe button, hit that thumbs up, and don't forget, give us those five stars on iTunes. Why five stars? Well, there's five of us on this panel. So, of course, you got to give us a star each, right? So, anyway, quick shout out to people on uh, the chat. We got Manj Sandu, we got Dylan Matthews, we got Mr. Flowboy Boys. Happy early birthday to Mr. Boyce right there. Dylan Matthews, Joseph Boza, we got, let's see who else, uh, Haywood Wong, Dang Q, all the usual suspects. Yeah, DG, yeah. DG as well, all the usual suspects. Thank you so much. And, uh, ooh, pardon me, keep allowing us to be the ESPN of TV talk. Yeah, you got you to get that catchphrase in there. Uh, yeah, d- thank you guys so much for watching. Definitely those five-star reviews. If you can share it with a friend, that's always really appreciated as well. Shout out to one of our sponsors, smartbutton.com. You go ahead and hit the smartbutton.com and get the crowd reaction that you need when you need it. Um, now, this was a fun promo that we just heard from Josh, but we saw a fun promo earlier. We teased it a little bit up top, and that was the tag team title promo. I thought this promo was fun and funny thought maybe the music made the characters seem a little goofy which i don't really like i like to see some more seriousness when it comes to my titles but i enjoyed the i enjoyed the promo and i liked the words i liked the the talk and i like what they were saying i like the the connection between everyone involved uh anisa what did you think of this promo and who's walking away with the tag team titles best friends or hangman and omega fine i mean the promo you know was cool you know just another aew promo i wasn't like soaked into it but i mean i think it's time for best friends to finally win a tag team championship i said this before i think they will be tag team champions one day and i think now is the time for them to be the champions just another aew promo shots fired uh uh, josh how did you feel about the promo and your quick predictions on this one Overall, great promo, definitely putting over these two teams' personalities. And then you really could see the chemistry building between Omega and uh, Hangman Page because if Nurse initially was kind of a little muddled a little bit, they weren't really getting along, but now we see that rhythm progressing and everything. But I do agree with, with Nisa. I think it's time for the best friends to get that title shot because of another storyline, but I don't think that's going to happen soon. But I think best friends are going to have to take the titles in the end. And Cedric, you said you liked this one. You were really excited about it. I, I thought it may, maybe came off a little, uh, a little silly. What, what did I miss something, or uh, was it too silly? What did you think of this promo, and who's winning this match? Actually, like silly sometimes. So I mean, I didn't mind it. I liked the the laughs and the goofing around between uh, Paige and Omega, kind of teetering on like you're not really my friend. We just tolerate each other. But with that being said, I think their chemistry is getting better and that's when everything's going to come crashing down and it's time to put the belts in a real tag team. They're highlighting Mm. so many tag teams across the entire show. You can't keep uh, pay or sorry. You can't keep Omega on the tag team belts this much longer. I just don't see it. I am loving that tag team and them together. Sean, is Cedric crazy? How how does he what is where does he get the gall to say that the tag team champions aren't a real tag team? Do you uh, how do you feel about the promo and who's winning this match? So uh I actually like the promo. I'm with Cedric. I like a little goofy and silly too, especially when it's like it, it's organic. I think to see the best friends hug each other like four times in a row, like the way they cut it, like I was just like, 
this is the dumbest gimmick ever. And yet it go, it, it, I'm, I'm smiling and I'm laughing like very much like Orange Cassidy. So, so I, I like this. I'm, I'm with everyone here. I'll be the fourth guy to say it. Best friends win this title because I don't think I'm surprised that they, that Omega and Hangman have had the titles this long. I'm with Cedric as well. I don't think they should have the belt anymore. They've had it too long. It's time to get a real tag team. Let's get this division going. And, uh, you know, Omega and Hang and Paige, let's, let's have a nice breakup. Now, they should fight each other. I will say that, though. I call Boulder Dash. I love the best friends, but they have lightning in a bottle with Hangman and Omega. Their chemistry is people that hate each other but are the tag team champions together. It's great. I know, I know they need to have a match. I know they need to break up, but don't do it yet. I love him too much. I want them to stay together. You guys are probably right, but I'm still going to go ahead and <laughs> throw down my prediction. Say hypothetical, if they do not lose the titles, which team do you think we'll take it off of them Ooh. ftr mm. and we'll get into that in a little bit but I, i'll just say i think they're going to beat the i think they're going to beat the young bucks and then they're going to go on and beat hangman and omega and they'll talk about how they swept the elite that's my that's my long-term storytelling wow wow okay see i'm straightening my papers i'm getting all fired up here uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh so the, I, think, I think they're going to steal the show, though, by the way. I think that match is going to steal the show at Fighter Fest uh, for both nights. Um, a match that might get stolen from us is uh, Jan Moxley uh, and, and Brian Cage. They had a build-up today. We were supposed to see John Moxley today uh, in a match versus John Cruz, but instead we got Brian Cage. Excalibur tried to explain that this was because uh, – Moxley had been exposed to someone who tested positive for COVID, but Cage won the match before Excalibur had a chance to finish explaining <laughs> this. Uh, Sean, let, let me ask you this. This is going to be our, um, our, uh, our hot topic question of the day. Uh, Mox is out with, due to exposure to COVID. He's still being tested as far as I know. Should they still be promoting this match or should they already be going to a backup? I mean, I know none of us are doctors here. I don't want to imply you're a doctor or anything like that, but just gut feeling. Is it a good idea for them to keep doing this or should they start moving to plan B right away? What do you think in this case? Uh, well, because technically we still have two weeks, like, cause it's going to be on the second night of fighter mm -hmm. fest. You know, I guess we're technically still within the legal limits of all this. So I'm okay with it. Uh, I thought Taz got a little ahead of himself calling COVID-19 a BS excuse. I was yeah. like, wow, wow, Taz. I mean, I'm with you. I like this. I like this Taz that attacks the camera like this, but uh, I don't know if that was the best way to go. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, obviously we all hope that this can work, but, you know, end of the day, safety first and safety of everybody. I mean, it's not just about him. It's about everybody in that building. So, I think yeah. they're going to see how it goes. And, you know, if we got to push it away a little, that's all right. You know, no big deal. I think that's totally fair. I think you bring up a great point that it's two weeks away. So they've got plenty of time to figure that out. And even if it, uh, you know, hopefully he comes back uh, with a negative test, but even if it does come back positive, they still have another week to promote something else or a replacement or something along those lines in the meantime. Um, but uh, as far as Taz saying that, you know what, we talk into live mics all the time and sometimes you misspeak. So I don't hold it against people when you say something that maybe wasn't the exact right thing to say uh cedric now we got we got uh cage going through his list of moves here um do you feel like he he showed us anything new today do you think this 
Taz, uh, Cage showed us something new, or was this kind of just putting a little exclamation point on the build to their match? I think it was more exclamation point. I don't think we've even touched the tip of the iceberg with what Cage can do in the ring. He's actually a very agile big man. Um, and I think we're going to get more of that with Mox, hopefully. So hopefully they pan this out, and by two weeks they do um, have this match or not push it out. I mean, I'm, I'm of the mindset defender vacate. So mm. you, maybe he gets stripped. Mm. Something yeah. like that should happen. Wow. Mm. Harsh wow. but fair. Harsh wow. but it's harsh but fair. Anissa, is that harsh but fair? Should he get stripped if he can't defend? I knew Anissa wouldn't like that. <laughs> yeah, Anissa, Anissa's Mox is your boy. I want to hear you. I want to hear you defend this, Anissa. Are you? <laughs> That's rude. Why would you even say that? That's rude. In every other sport, you defend or vacate. You That's a fair. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, but that's other sports. This is wrestling. Anything ha- can happen. It's entertainment. Let's put it this way. Um, no, I don't think so because I feel that as some like as it looks great on paper, and I feel like this is something a lot of people probably want to see. So for them stripping Moxley, it's kind of like, oh man, that sucks because we probably won't be able to see them wrestle. But then again, you know, depending on how they do it, say they do strip them off and they give it and they do a tournament. That's kind of messed up to everybody who wants to see this match. But if they strip it and just give it to Brian Cage, that's also kind of like, well, that doesn't even count either. Like, why would you just, you know? So I don't know. I, I, I think that everything will be fine and we'll eventually get this match on the, uh, July 8th. Let, let me ask you this, Anissa. I, I wanted to ask you, so far, uh, Brian Cage and Taz have been extremely impressive. The dominance in the ladder match, throwing Moxley through a windshield. The uh, promos by Taz have been amazing. Of course, Moxley has been on the receiving ends of the beatdown so far, uh, but his, mic, his, his promos have been great. They've always been good. Who so far, just in the build, has been more impressive to you, Anissa? You got to put on your, and you got to put on your unbiased uh, uh, an, analyst hat for this one, Anissa. On better promos, Taz or Moxley? Is that what you're asking? Just the overall build between the between the um, beating people up in parking lots to the promos, all things considered, which of the two has been more impressive for this match build? So as a fan, despite me working in wrestling, if I look at it as a fan, I would say Brian Cage. But working in wrestling, I consider Moxley. But I also think working in wrestling, I see it as you're building up Brian Cage because not a lot of people know who he is and you're building him against a guy where many millions of people know who he is. So for them doing that, you know, I, I don't really have an option because I look at both sides. That's fair. That's fair, Josh. Now, I don't think you and I have ever talked about Brian Cage specifically, but if I'm guessing, I feel like you're a Brian Cage guy. Am I right? Pretty much. Yeah. And because only, the only one reason is in correlation is with Taz because when I was growing up, I was watching the old ECW videotapes and everything like that that my cousins had, and seeing him perform, especially being someone mm-hmm. as a submission specialist and everything, it pretty much just influenced me to this day. Where so much so, if I do anything uh, martial arts wise and even Brazilian jiu jitsu wise, I always think of myself as like, okay, is this something what Taz would do? And then I start messing around <laughs> with the guys, but that's neither here or there. But I feel like Brian Cage being an under tutelage of Taz, I think it's a great idea because you have someone that is presented as a new machine being tailored by someone who is known as a submission machine specialist. 
So I think that's really cool. And in part, might be a crazy idea. Maybe, maybe not. What do you guys think? Should Brian Cage adopt the Taz mission? Mm, I love the ta- Taz mission, so I'd be down. I feel like Cage is too big, though. He's like a, a throw around kind of dude, right? Do you guys let, let's throw it to throw it to you guys? Do you think? Uh, and chat, do you think? Would you like to see Brian Cage choking people out, or you rather see him just throwing them around like rag dolls? Um, I, I personally would like to see him throw around people like rag dogs. I think it really boosts up his character on how big he is. Because I mean, the submission can go so far, but when you, you know, not everyone that's, you know, not everyone can throw anybody like a rag doll. And so. you call yourself a fan of John Moxley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's gonna. I love John Moxley, but he should get thrown around like a rag doll. Uh, Sean, let me ask you this: Who's winning this match? And can like can either of them survive a loss? Assuming this match happens, um, can Cage survive a loss? Can Mox survive a loss? And who do you think is gonna win? Uh, I, I think either one can survive a loss. I don't think we're getting, I don't think Mox is losing the belt yet. It's, I think it's too soon. You know, Cage is brand new to, you know, AEW. Uh, and you know, I, I think it's going to be a big, I think it's going to be a big whooping on John Moxley though. I think we're going to put over Cage and show what a beast he is. Uh, because you know, Mox can take it, you know, he, he's shown us mm-hmm. that he can take a whooping and keep coming. So that's kind of his MO. I think we'll show how good Cage is. But in the end, I think Moxley wins this match. July 9th, Moxley's going to be sore one way or the other. The question is, will Cage be sore? Cedric, who's winning this match? I'm kind of torn because I feel like Cage is the type of guy who can be the face of AEW with the belt, especially with Taz carrying him. And because to me, I feel like Mox has been winning and winning and he's got, he hasn't gotten stale, but who are you going to build up as a credible threat that can take the belt? Um, mm-hmm. so I think, I don't think this is the end all be all this feud because you're still building cage. I think cage can be somebody that can eventually take the belt, but I think Mox just escapes on the second night of fighter face. So it sounds like Taz will let him survive. Then, uh, we have, um, uh, Josh, who's winning this match, Mox or cage? I think considering what we were talking about another match saying that's going to end up in a non-finish. I think this is the match that's going to end in a non-finish. I think somehow, mm. some way something's going to happen, either referee stoppage or just a chaos happens. And then what uh, Cedric said, this feud continues and it continues and it develops into something more to the, I guess, quote unquote extreme. And then we'll have a big blow off match between these two. So I think, uh, I think it's going to be a non-finish on this one. Ooh. And then Anissa, I know your answer, but let's hear what you have to say. K- uh, Cage or Moxley? Um, of course, John Moxley, but um, I'm just curious, is this like a record? They never really mentioned what type of match this is. It's just a basic wrestling match, right? From what or, I understand. Yeah. Oh, all right. I so believe they're building it as the greatest match ever, a regular <laughs> match. Are they doing countouts? Because that's a possibility too. They could there do is a possibility. So, um, so do you think though then Moxley retains? Because if it's countout, Moxley, Moxley retains. I think Moxley will change, but I also believe that it would go as none, none of them wins too. Mm. I'm going to put it out there. I think Brian Cage is taking this one. Taking this one. I think he's going to beat up John Moxley, and I think he's going to win the title. I think some wow. time's going to pass, and I think John Moxley will get him on the rematch. But I think for now, this is Cage's match to win. Um, we had a tight 
TNT title press conference. I like that they presented this as a real press conference with PWI asking questions and things like that. Um, Cedric, did you like the press conference or did it feel kind of phony? What was your thoughts just on this presentation? Basically a new way to present a promo. It wasn't my cup of tea. I I wasn't really feeling it. Not that it was bad. I just didn't think it was too necessary for the build up there. I think they could have went another way to build up this rivalry between Hager and Cody. Uh, and, uh, Sean, let me ask you this. I'm, I like Arn. I've talked about this before. I like Arn Anderson, uh, but I feel like Cody has so much already around him between the nightmare family and Brandy and he's so cool already. And now he's got Arn Anderson. It just feels like overkill. Uh, Cody had a great promo as well. I felt like he, he's so good on the microphone is, is Arn a little overkill for Cody? Does he need to be there? Uh, well, of course, he doesn't need to be there. But this is what I love about AEW, that we have Arn Anderson, we have Tully Blanchard, we have Jake the Snake Roberts as these kind of manager, you know, mentor roles. And I think it's great because it's, it's an homage to this sport we all love. So I'm fine with him being there. I did think he did go on a little too long with his story. I think it could have been a little succinct. I actually was really enjoying Cody's speech. I think he was really getting to the heart of it. And then he gets interrupted by, by you know, uh Hager. Wow. Hager. I wanted to say Jager. I know. Hager. And I was just like, wow, what a letdown that was. Like, really? We're gonna throw water in his face from his wife? Like, I was like, all this buildup, and then and then this is where I'm always I go back and forth with, with you know with Hager. I'm like, that was that was awful. Like I, I needed something <laughs> more from him. So uh, you know, this match is already over as far as I'm concerned. Cody wins hey. his match, and you know I'm good. Thanks, thanks. It's Jake. so funny you said that. I my I was aghast that she splashed. I was like, oh, how dare she splash him with water? I don't know why I was caught so off guard by that. Uh, so, uh, Josh, I want to ask you this: this title, this TNT title, they even referenced today. It's not finished. It hasn't been finished for a month now. They knew it was going to be presented a month ago. It wasn't finished a month ago. It's still not finished. My question to you is. Is it not being finished part of the story or is it really, they just can't get it finished right now? Like, is it one of those things where he's going to lose it and then it's going to become finished? Or I I think it's pretty clever that they're actually saying that it's not finished. Therefore, when he does lose it, like what you were about to say right now, it's definitely going to come in with a newer and brand uh, or like more updated version of the TV title. So AEW, give them credit, clever, and just like tying it in with the storyline and everything and really just up and trying to up the prestige of it, saying, okay, it's not finished, but still, this belt means a lot to the holder and to whoever is going to hold it and to whoever's competing for it. So you got to give AEW credit for that because if it was another situation, what do you think it would be? What do you think it would just been a plaque, a ring? Who knows? But the fact that you're using an incomplete belt just really adds that level of prestige to it. So I'm up for it. So it, I don't mind it. I think whoever's going to take it is going to get it finished and it's going to look sick. And there's going to be that whole, like Cody never had the finished version uh, being held. Anissa, I like seeing Jake Hager's wife being a part of everything. She seemed like she had sort of the charisma that would help him at ringside and things. Did you like seeing her being involved or do you not like it when uh, family members are added? I don't if family members are added. I just thought the whole thing was lame. And Ooh. the whole throwing the water, I, I was like, this is, this, this is ridiculous. Um, it would have been a little bit more exciting if Brandy would have just thrown herself and would have beat her ass. But, you know, here we are. But I, I just, I just, you know, it's interesting that 
we're now bringing um, his wife into it because you know we don't we don't know her backstory. You know she's new to wrestling, so we'll see. Well, let me ask you this: and um, if if the, if it wasn't water, if it was like red wine, would it have made a bigger difference because it would have stained, or is that yeah, like it's it's like, water, like okay, but like if it's like <laughs> something dressed like red wine, soda, beer. Right. It would have been a little more exciting because I'm like, damn, like you gotta get that's a, a five hundred thousand dollar suit or something. Like, yeah, sucks. that beautiful suit would have been completely ruined. Right, um, that was a beautiful suit. That's that was a really pretty color on him. Cody, Cody's suit game mm-hmm. is top notch. There's no denying that. You're uh, right about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Anisa, what have you? Hager or Cody? Who's winning it? I Rapid think, fire predictions. I think it's gonna go. In my opinion, Cody, but I have a weird feeling that. That's might be JK because he's part of the inner circle. And, you know, those buddies are ready to come out whenever their buddies take it down. That's fair. How about uh, Cedric? How about you, Hager or Cody? I have uh, – I don't think it's time to, put, to pull the title off Cody yet, so I'll take Cody. Got it. Josh, how about you, Hager or Cody? I agree. I think Cody's still going to linger on with the title just a little bit longer. And, uh, Sean, how about you, Hager or yeah. Cody? Cody all the way. Cody. No, no question. I think Cody, too. I feel like if they were going to pull the trigger on Hager, they would have done it by now. It feels like he's – I don't know. I don't, be, I, I don't believe in him. Am I crazy, Sean? You don't, you don't think, no, you don't you're think not. that he's actually interested into this match? I just – I think that he's kind of on standby. I don't know if it's because he has a contract with uh, Bellator still or something like that. It just – it doesn't feel like he's all in, for lack of a better term. I don't think he's going to get the title. As plus Cody's Cody. You never count out Cody. Come on. Um, uh, someone else I'm never counting out again. Sonny Kiss and Joey Janela teamed up uh, for a match against Colt Cabana and Brody Lee. They had a before the match, they had a fight in a gas station. It felt very Lucha underground. Uh, Cedric, I want to get your opinion. Do you like these uh, kind of fighting in the gas station Lucha underground vibe things, or are you not into that? It was different. I didn't expect it. I didn't expect Janela to hit the the guys with the with the um, the grocery bag and whatnot that was interesting, <laughs> and even yeah. the throwback to Johnny Cage with the splits and the hit and the nuts that was dope. But I mean, <laughs> I, I didn't so I didn't even expect any of that, but I was into it. That's yeah. actually trending on Twitter, by the way. They're actually comparing a, fr- a still frame of Sonny Kiss doing that punch with the still frame of uh, Mortal Kombat scene of Johnny Cage doing that. So that's amazing that that's trending right now. Let's just round of applause for that. Nice. I yeah I agree I loved it Josh are you in for more adventures of Sonny and Joey kind of out and about on the town fighting crime absolutely <laughs> I was just amazed by this whole scene and everything and then the fight choreography itself was amazing I mean you have a couple guys of course we all know that their talents and everything around the I guess the Florida region we have some professional we have some wrestlers there so do I want to see more of this? Absolutely. Because it gives to me the feel of just like the old seventies martial arts movies, Kung Fu movies and everything like that. So I want to see a lot more of just random people just showing up and them fighting crime. So I'm all for it. So Sean, I'm going to give you the, uh, I've been giving you the, uh, the hot topic questions here. Uh, I don't know why you keep getting them, but uh, Brody Lee, is he still a ripoff of Vince McMahon or is he his own man now? Uh, No, I think he's his own man. I don't, I don't ever think of Vince when I see him. I mean, maybe it's just purely physically with the the facial hair and everything. And, but there's nothing to me. I mean, this whole thing with Vince, I I never, I never got it. So I don't think of it that way. Um, Although I did like, I did like that uh, JR said in the match, uh, 
It's like backdropping a wet redwood tree. <laughs> uh, when Sonny, I think, I think it was, no, it was Joey that tried to backdrop him. Um, yeah. So, but I will, I got to say, I think these two together are adorable. Like, I think it's, I think it's great. I think it's good for the world for these two to be together doing things. And like, and then they're great wrestlers too. So like, yeah. but they have this great chemistry, like in the car, I was like, I was digging their vibe. It was like, this is works. It just works. I agree. I didn't, I don't know if they've teamed together before or if they've done things before, but it felt like they've been teaming for years and you're right in the car. They were, they were a treat. They were totally fun to watch. And I don't know if I would have thought of pairing them together, but no, never. I'm in for it. Yeah. Um, Anissa, you know, they were fun. They were, they were the bright, fun, colorful tag team. That's new and, and fun to see. But on the other side, there was some darkness, the dark order, do we think, do you think Colt Cabana is going to embrace the dark side? Is he going to join the dark order? I feel like right now he's probably like not really into it, but I feel some magical, whatever dark order does to bring people in, they're going to bring Colt Cabana in. I feel like he's going to be hypnotized and he's going to be in the dark order. They, um, so real quick, cause they had a little promo after that, but real quick after the match, uh, the murder hawk came down and uh, put the boots to Sonny and Joey. Uh, just real quick, uh, right across the board. Do we think, I mean, Archer's going to win the match with Joey Janela, right? Does anyone dis- like think that's not going to happen? Or am I crazy? I feel like that's just a, a done deal, right? It's a done deal. Yeah. Uh, anyone anyone yeah, disagree? I, mean, I, <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> oh. Ooh, you think Joey Janela is going to beat Lance Archer? Yeah. Uh, you got Sonny Kiss in the corner. Hello. Yeah, but you got Jake the Snake. He's old. What is he going to do? He's going to throw a snake on him. He's going to break his hip. (laughs) Like, come on. Well, here's the situation. I don't think Archer can afford to lose. That's fair. I mean, that was on Dark Order. I mean, mean, the Dark, um, uh, AEW Dark. I mean, come on. Yes, I think they both. I think all of them were on dark this week. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> um, so I think the more interesting thing happened at the end, uh, and, and sort of to Anissa's point, Brody Lee and Cole Cabana are talking, and and Brody Lee is. I think he's doing a great job. Like I'd mentioned earlier, a lot of people compared him to Vince McMahon uh, when he first debuted. Uh, but now he definitely feels like his own character. And I like how he was so subtly sort of speaking for Cole Cabana in the promo. Like, no, 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 it's going to be fine. It's going to be good. And then he would just start talking for him. And Cole Cabana just played it so well, like kind of confused what's happening. And they're going to have a match with SCU next, uh, or at Fighter Fest. Um, and it's going to be uh, Brody Lee and... Cole Cabana and Stu Grayson are they going to be the three for the Dark Order? Let's do some quick uh, rapid fire predictions on that one. I think the Dark Order is going to win it because they've sort of got the the story momentum going. Uh, Sean, what do you think? Who's winning that one? Yeah, I would agree, and I think this is where maybe Colt finally becomes a member. You know, he finally kind of buys in after winning because he's got like what two wins now because of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I yeah, I think I think they win. Cedric, how do you feel about it? Uh, I'm going to piggyback on that. I think the Dark Order does win because they do have a storyline. They're not doing much with SCU, so it's a credible team for them to beat. And it also convinces Cole Cabana, like, hey, I can win on this side. Josh, do you agree? It's three for three. I have to agree. (laughs) 
you, we had to give with the momentum going for the Dark Order. We had to give them that win because there's been before the wins that they had previously to that they've been losing so much back and forth and everything. So I think it's time for them to actually pick up the important wins to propel them forward to the title scenes in the future. So Dark Order. I would assume it's going to be a sweep, but I know Anissa far too well. Who do you think is going to win this one, Anissa? Dark Order or SCU? I think Dark Order will win this. Oh my gosh, I am shocked. You're picking against your boys. Well, I've had a heart-to-heart conversation with Scorpio Sky on Saturday, and what they're doing with him, I absolutely see great things. So I'm not going to say anything, obviously, but... From what this match is going to say, I'm going to say Dark Order. That's awesome. I think we all agree. And you know what? Not just happening on the conversation with Saturday, but also on AEW Dark, Excalibur himself said that Scorpio Sky will be focusing on singles competition. I got to say, I said he was going to be a world champion many, many months ago. I've always believed in the guy. Um Cedric, I want to ask you, what do you think Scorpio Sky's ceiling is? What's the best he could do as a singles competitor? I think, hmm, I want to say the best is TV title-ish. Mm-hmm. Uh, some main event matches, but I'm like what Anissa was saying earlier, they're kind of profile guys against higher profile superstars, and they kind of like push them back down. We saw that happen with Scorpio Sky kind of in the early days of AEW. Mm-hmm. I think he'll get back to the, the top of the mountain a little bit, but maybe not quite champion. Not, not within the next year, at least. But I yeah. think we see TV title sometime in 2021. Interesting. So, um, so yeah, I think Scorpio Sky. I think Scorpio Sky has some some good things coming to him. But um, you know, you, we'll see. We never know. It's always hard to tell. I think the TNT title is a very good thing for him to have as well. But the SCU had a match with FTR in a battle of the initials. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sean, I want to ask you this. Uh, has FTR lived up to the hype that they got coming into AEW so far uh, in their two matches? I, I think 100%. Uh, I love this match uh, because it's old-fashioned wrestling. Like, you know, JR said it. It reminds us of all, Tully and R in these two. Uh, and I remember, you know, I thought that, you know, back when they were with the other guys, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that he did a slingshot suplex and put a four up, I was like, this is – I'm so sold on these guys. Um, yeah, like it's just, and you know, I think Cash is looking trimmer and, you know, I, I think these guys are great. Like, you know, they're, they're just, they're hard hitting. Um, and then, you know, they'll throw some kind of different stuff in now and then, but, but these two, these two together, this two, these two teams together were, were great. I love this match. This was, it was definitely a good match. I think it was a really well done pairing. Uh, FTR had been bragging for years that they're all about fists. They're not about flips. But now I'm seeing guys like MJF talk about it. Sean Spears talk about it. Even guys like Randy Orton have started talking about it. Even guys like Edge have started talking about it. Uh, Josh, are FTR more influential than we're getting credit for? Are they influencing sort of a whole new generation of style here by going to, to a back generation i definitely do think so because it's more of a revival it's a nostalgia act i mean they obviously have shades of tully and arn so going back to that type of style of wrestling that's it's awesome because it doesn't necessarily have to focus on flips which are great i'm not going to deny that but then you we always have that type of fascination with someone who's more of a bruiser or a team that are like bruisers and then just take it to an old school approach so 
I'm all for FTR. FTR is really selling it really big, and they've influenced a lot of people, especially with just going back to the more uh, technical approach of wrestling or just more bruising approach to wrestling. So very influential. So we had the return of one of my all-time favorite tag teams, the Lucha Brothers. Mm. And Anissa, I saw you made a comment on Twitter, and I echoed that thought. I felt like the production let us down a little bit. They showed us those guys a little too early. I think they could have gotten a crazy surprise if they did it a little differently. But my question for you regarding this is they're going to team up with Butcher and the Blade, the Lucha Brothers, to take on FTR and the Young Bucks. Uh, But this new team, I want to know what I want to call this uh, four-man tag team. Do you think we should call them the Lucha Blades or the Butcher Brothers? I don't care. You know, I think this Uh, will work anyways. Um, Like like I mentioned on Twitter, I thought that this the production – uh, show the Lucha Bros too early because obviously yeah. Butcher and Blade were still talking at the time, just focus on them talking. And then obviously make the little suggestion like, look who our tag team partners are going to be. And then obviously Lucha Bros. And it's great to see Lucha Bros back. Congrats, man. We haven't seen them guys in a while. But I feel like uh, Lucha Bros and uh, Butcher and Blade, it really works because you got guys who are going to be who don't do flippy stuff and then you got guys who are going to be doing flippy stuff so it's going to be an interesting match so who's going to win the lucha blades or fear the bucks i don't know (laughs) (laughs) i yeah let's do quick predictions any any predictions you guys i feel like this is just going to be a fun messy match and it's probably going to end in some sort of shenanigans and these teams are all going to break up and then face each other differently but um i'm just going to say lucha lucha blades uh any quick uh responses on that one you guys uh, i'm just i'm just glad to see them the lucha boys back again too they are definitely one of my favorites uh so to see those guys back again i'm, I'm excited uh and i'll i'll i'll, I'll hope they win too because yeah. they, 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 a lot of times will take a loss to put someone over. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm let them come back and have a good win. Uh, a match that started the whole night off was Wardlow and Luchasaurus in a lumberjack match. Anissa, you love gimmick matches. Where do lumberjack matches rate for you? Do you love them, hate them somewhere in the middle? I never had like a, a, an opinion on lumberjack lumber lumberjack matches um i thought this was really fun you know just pure entertainment um you know the stage part and then um the spanish fly you know that was really cool to see but i don't think luchasaurus needs to do the spanish fly but i liked that uh marco stump flew in the air and uh cedric how did you feel about this match overall did you love it did you hate it somewhere in the middle i mean i felt like it was a great like we said, uh, beef slap kind of match. How'd you feel? Yeah, two big man bumping meats. We're all here for it. Well, I, I like that. <laughs> um, just because, I mean, you got to see a lot of what these guys could do. I know Warlow doesn't get to work a lot. Um, but seeing him against another big guy was also was interesting for me. And then the lumberjack effect with a bunch of guys trying to get these two big meaty men back in the ring was all, also kind of hilarious. Kudos to uh, Luchasaurus with the athleticism with that shooting star off the <gasps> – off the platform that was impressive yeah insane if it felt very much like the lumberjacks were there more to catch people than they were to actually lumberjack (laughs) through a lot of that stuff um 
I, we, see, we see Wardlow get the win here. Uh, and I thought they did a good way. It got kind of sneaky win, but he also, he needed a good win. Uh, Sean, something I noticed here is they're going to do MJF and Wardlow versus the Jungle Express. It feels like MJF is actually outnumbered in this situation. Should he get a third partner to back him up against the ever-imposing Marco Stunt? Or do you think he's fine the way he is? Two on uh, three. I think, I think his arrogance would say he's totally fine. Um, but I think we all know he needs probably two guys, really. Um, so that's so interesting. Throw I, that, uh, four. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I don't, I, I, I don't know who it would be. I guess that's that's where my mind went initially. I'm like, I don't know who would team up with this this clown. You could um, bring Hornswoggle in and have him fight. Uh, I was just, I was trying to think. Is there another little guy? There isn't really another little guy. So uh, I would totally be down for Hornswoggle though. That would be hilarious. That would actually be really fun to watch those two have a match and watch like Marco Stunt be like the big guy around him, and try to, like, do the thing where he stands on his chest on the ropes, kind of thing. Uh, that would be that would be fun times. Um, Get a mini ladder. Do do you think so? They have a they have a tag team match coming up. Uh, Josh, who's winning that? Is it going to be a is that is MJF going to continue the dominance and winning, or is he going to? Uh, is Wardlow going to take a loss here for the team to keep MJF unpinned? How does that play out in your mind? I'm going to have to go MJF and Wardlow. You really got to keep that momentum going, especially with MJF being the ringleader of that. But to JR's credit, he did say something interesting. Wardlow is not going to become, is not going to be the lackey for long. Mm. He's going to have to eventually branch out. So I think this camaraderie between MJF and Wardlow is going to continue for maybe a few more months to the next year, and then eventually Wardlow's going to turn on him, and then we're going to see Wardlow shoot to the stars. So I think Wardlow is going to be a future main eventer and a future world champion. That's my take. Cedric, who's the stronger of the two, Wardlow or, or Brian Cage? If they had a, uh, like, did one of those tests of strength, who wins it? Well, I've actually seen Brian Cage work out in the gym, so I'm going to say Brian Cage. I, now that you say <laughs> that, right, I think, by, I, think by we, I think I asked that again. Uh, yeah, Brian Cage is terrifying. <laughs> His, uh, his his arm is like both my legs together. Um, we had a we had a match that I think was actually pretty darn important that uh, I thought was really great. Santana versus Matt Hardy. Now Sammy is going to take some time off for a little bit. He's going to disappear from TV for a little bit. And Santana came in, stepped up, took Guevara's spot in this match. Uh, Sean, let me ask you this: Matt Hardy had been sort of building a rivalry up to Sammy Guevara, kind of trying to open his eyes and get him away from the inner circle. What does he do now that he doesn't have Sammy Guevara? Does he go back to just being part of uh, like private parties manager and mentor? Does he try to maybe shift his focus to Santana? What do you think is next for Matt Hardy? Yeah. I mean, I think because, because of his age and, you know, you know, he's not a spring chicken. So, I think it makes more sense for him to just kind of be with private party and just kind of, you know, facilitate their growth and be their kind of mentor. Obviously he can still wrestle um, as we saw, although I love that. I love that JR said, you can't pin a man back to chest. (laughs) I just thought that was hilarious. Like JR breaking down the fundamentals, you know, with, with these guys. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know what else you would do right now for Matt Hardy. I think, you know, he's got the private party thing. You don't need to push Matt right now, you know? Yeah, the the Hardy party. Uh, so, Anissa, um, 
does uh does does Santana do you think he's gonna take the role of, of Sammy Guevara and be the guy that sort of breaks off on his own and fills that missing spot on the roster as the the kind of second to Jericho kind of guy or is he gonna stay a part of proud and powerful and keep that going he's gonna stay um there's no if there's no Ortiz there's no Santana if there's no Santana there's not Ortiz they're LAX if you know who I'm talking about they've always stuck together and I like them together I don't think they need to be a part and, you know, that's my opinion. Uh, Josh, what is the ceiling for Santana? I see big things for Santana, but what do you think? Do you think he's uh, going to be in the tag team division for the rest of his career, or do you see him someday being the guy that breaks away and being the Shawn Michaels? I don't really see Santana breaking away. He is a tag team guy through and through. Him and Ortiz really make a great team. So I do – if there's – we always mention that we always want to see or don't want to see teams break up. This is a team that legitimately I don't want to see ever break up because they have such a great chemistry through their days in TNA impact and in the independence and everything. These guys have such a great chemistry. It would be a shame. It would be terrible if they were to ever break up. So I don't think they're ever going to break up. And I think they work best as a tag team. Just, I mean, there's nothing wrong with being a career tag team. There's no one, it's never a bad thing to always be in a tag team. No one has to legitimately be the superstar, but you know, if you can make a hall of fame career for yourselves as a tag team, it's always great. So I don't think you should break up. Well, I disagree. I think he could be a world champion, but <laughs> <laughs> all fair yeah, points. Everyone in the inner circle can be world champion. They all, I believe in everybody. I just believe in people. Speaking of believing people, it is, we're running out of time in the show. So that means it is time for the elite of the week. And this week it is brought to us by Broster's Coffee. That's right. I had a chat with the one and only Vince Russo, and he told me about how he had his own brand of coffee, Russo Bro Coffee, made by Broster's Coffee. And I said, I got to try this stuff. So you know what I did? I went out and went to www.thebroasters.com, ordered some. It was amazing. This brand in particular is what I call the bacon and eggs coffee that you have every morning. It's amazing. So I called the guys and I was like, what do you do to your coffee? How come it tastes so much better than Folgers and all that other junk that I've been drinking? And they look, they explained it to me. They're like, Jack, it's small batch. It's roasted fresh each week. It's single origin. There's no blends. There's no filters, none of that stuff. It's specialty grade, highest quality beans. So they went ahead and they decided to sponsor the elite of the week. And that means I would love each and every one of you to go to thebroasters.com Give them an order. Tell them Jack sent you. And when you get this in the mail, take a drink of it. It's going to change your life. Go big or bro home. It's Broasters Coffee. www.thebroasters.com. That takes us to the Elite of the Week. Top five. We're going to start with number five. I'm putting Santana up at number five. He stepped out of the shadow of the inner circle. He stepped into a place for someone who couldn't be there today. And he showed out at number four we got orange cassidy he is indie no longer he's mainstream and he's coming for one of the goats now we also have at number three 
Wardlow. No one has been able to throw around Luchasaurus the way Wardlow did today in the year plus he's been in AEW. He came in, he threw him around, and he beat him at number two. We got Hikaru Shida. She went out and she slapped Penelope Ford in the face. Then she got a win because she ain't paid by the hour. She did it one, two, three, and then she went back and she showed that this Women's champion has some edge, has some spunk, has some flair. And number one, it's Tony Khan. That's right. He wasn't on the show today, but all week it has been a minefield of things out there. If you're a fan of wrestling on Twitter, you know what I'm talking about. It's been crazy. It's been tough. But I think he's done a phenomenal job of handling it thus far. So good on you, Tony Khan. Ladies and gentlemen, that is our Elite of the Week. I never know if the sound drops are happening uh, at the home uh, <laughs> studios. I don't know if I should wait for the elite of the week thing to happen. Um, but that's it for us. We've already gone over time. But before we go, I want to make sure everyone lets everyone else know where they can find them online. Josh, let's start with you. Where can everyone find you online? Thank you guys again for joining us. You guys can find me on Instagram and on Twitter at J-O-A-L-3-2-3. And Anissa Barr. And Anissa Barr on Instagram and Twitter. And Cedric. Find me on the gram at said is the answer and on Twitter at said says that's C E double D underscore S A Y S. And Sean. Sean Star 75 on the gram and Gorilla Suit Sean on Twitter. And you can find me at jackcfarmer.com as well as at Real Jack Farmer across all social media. You can also check me out on the Raw After Show every Monday at 9 p.m. Pacific time as well as. Jack and Flobo wrestling with your questions every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific time. This week, because it's Flobo's birthday, we pre-recorded it. That's right. It is the first ever cinematic wrestling podcast. Make sure to check it out. It's a barrel of monkeys fun. And also make sure to check out thebrosters.com to get some good coffee you're gonna be glad you did it and check out smartbutton.com as well they also make a fun product that brings the power of the crowd to you that's it from us ladies and gentlemen and next time do your best and be yourself our founder kevin undergaro and me maria menounos would like to thank you for tuning in to after buzz tv Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.